Welcome to Zichud Afsi Monday. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldai, and today we're Zechus Kedushin Daf Yod Ches, the first parakeet Isha Nignes. The Zichud Zechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Chazaka Satora. So the three dots we're going to focus on number one: a brisa listing differences between an Eved Ivria and Ama Ivria. It was taught that an Ama cannot be sold twice. The more said, this implies that an Eved Ivri can be sold twice. Yet a brisa darshans the Gneva so for his theft. Kevin Shanimcher Pamachas Shuv Iyatarasha Lemochro teaching that once he was sold one time, you cannot sell him again. Rabbi answered that he cannot be sold twice for a single theft, but can be sold multiple times for multiple thefts. Abai rejects his distinction, saying that Begnei so connotes even multiple thefts, and he cannot be resold even for multiple thefts if he stood trial for them at once. Instead, Abai answers, Kamba Adam Echad, here, the second price, is where he stole from one person, and cannot be resold even for multiple thefts, here, the first b'risa, is where he stole from two people and was tried separately for each. He can be sold once for each theft victim. In a b'risa, the Tanakhama says that a thief can be sold twice for one theft if his sale value is half the amount of the theft. But if his value is double the theft, he's not sold at all. Moyezer says that in either case, he's not sold. He's only sold when his sale value matches that of the stolen item. Point number two, Abraissa discusses limitations on the father's right to sell or marry off his daughter. The Tanakhama says, A man may sell his daughter for marriage repeatedly, or sell her for servitude repeatedly, or for marriage after servitude, but cannot sell her for servitude after marriage. Rabbi Shimon says, Just as a man cannot sell his daughter for servitude after marriage, so too he cannot sell her for servitude after servitude. This Malchokas hinges upon another, but the Torah is saying one cannot sell his daughter, but Vigdoba. Rabbi Kiva interprets it, Kevin Shaperish Taliso Alel, once the master spreads his cloak over her, meaning marrying her with Yud, Shuv Ein Rasha Lamochra, her father can no longer sell her. Rabbi Eliezer interprets it, Kevin Shabagadva, once he has betrayed her by selling her into servitude, Shuv Ein Rasha Lamochra, he can no longer sell her. Their basis for their disagreement is if Yesh Emlamasaurus, there's primacy for the tradition of the written form, as Rabbi Eliezer maintains, or Lamikra, the red form, as Rabbi Kiva maintains. Rabbi Shimon holds there is primacy for both forms and therefore makes both drushes, preventing a father from selling her after either selling or marrying her off. And point number three, Rabbi Baravua asks, Yehud Nisun Ose or Erison Ose? Does Yehud affect Nisun or only Erison? The practical differences are the halach is dependent on Nisun, meaning the husband inherits her, can become Tame to bury her if he's a Kohen, and can be made for her Nadarim. A proof is brought from a Brisa discussing a widow sold as an Amma. Since she would only be considered a true Almana if her father married her off, since she's a minor, how can he sell her altogether since all agree that she cannot be sold into servitude after marriage? Rabbi Yitzhak explained that the Bryce refers to an almana from Yud, and she was originally sold to servitude, not marriage. The Gemara later explains that although she eventually married, the father didn't marry her off. This proves that Yud only affects Erison, because if it affects Nesuin, she completely leaves the father's jurisdiction, and he cannot sell her. The Gemara attempts to refute the proof, but successfully deflects it. So once again, the three points are number one. In a Bryce listing differences between an Evid Ivri and an Amma Ivriya, it was taught that an Amma cannot be sold twice. The Gemara said this implies that an Eved Ivri can be sold twice, yet a Brysa Darshan's Begneva So for his theft, Kevin Shanimcher Pamachas Shuv Iyatarasha Lemochro, teaching that once he was sold one time, you cannot sell him again. Rabbi answered that he cannot be sold twice for a single theft, but can be sold multiple times for multiple thefts. Abai rejects his distinction, saying that Begneva So connotes even multiple thefts, and he cannot be resold even for multiple thefts if he stood trial for them at once. Instead, Abaye answers Kamba Adam Echad here, the second price, is where he stole from one person and cannot be resold even for multiple thefts. 
Here, the first brisa is where he stole from two people and was tried separately for each. He can be sold once for each theft victim. In a brisa, the Tanakhama says that a thief can be sold twice for one theft if his sale value is half the amount of the theft. But if his value is double the theft, he's not sold at all. Moyezer says that in either case, he's not sold. He's only sold when his sale value matches that of the stolen item. Point number two, Abraissa discusses limitations on the father's right to sell or marry off his daughter. The Tanakhama says that Mokra Adam is bito ishus vashona. A man may sell his daughter for marriage repeatedly, lishivchus vashona, or sell her for servitude repeatedly, lishivchus akher shivchus, or for marriage after servitude, avolo shivchus akher ishus, but cannot sell her for servitude after marriage. Rabbi Shimon says, Kashem Shein Adam Mokhar's Bito Shifchus Akhi Ishus, just as a man cannot sell his daughter for servitude after marriage, Kach in Adam Mokhar's Bito Shifchus Akhi Shifchus, so too he cannot sell her for servitude after servitude. This Malchokas hinges upon another, but the Torah is saying one cannot sell his daughter, but Vigdoba. Rabbi Kiva interprets it, Kevin Shapirish Taliso Alel, once the master spreads his cloak over her, meaning marrying her with Yud, Shuv in Rasha Lamokra, her father can no longer sell her. Rabbi Eliezer interprets it, Kevin Shabbat Ba, once he has betrayed her by selling her into servitude, Shuv in Rasha Lamochra, he can no longer sell her. Their basis for their disagreement is if Yesh Emel Masoris, there's primacy for the tradition of the written form, as Rabbi Eliezer maintains, or Lamikra, the red form, as Rabbi Kiva maintains. Rabbi Shimon holds there is primacy for both forms and therefore makes both drushes, preventing a father from selling her after either selling or marrying her off. And point number three, Rabbi Baravua asks, Yehud Nesun Ose or Erison Ose? Does Yehud affect Nesun or only Erison? The practical differences are the halakh is dependent on Nesun, meaning if the husband inherits her, it can become Tami to bury her if he's a Kohen, and can be made for her Nadarim. A proof is brought from a Brisa discussing a widow sold as an Amma. Since she would only be considered a true Almana if her father married her off, since she's a minor, how can he sell her altogether since all agree that she cannot be sold into servitude after marriage? Rabbi Yitzhak explained that the Bryce refers to an almana from Yud, and she was originally sold to servitude, not marriage. The Gemara later explains that although she eventually married, the father didn't marry her off. This proves that Yud only affects Erison, because if it affects Nesuin, she completely leaves the father's jurisdiction, and he cannot sell her. The Gemara attempts to refute the proof, but successfully deflects it. All right, so now we go to our simon Yud Ches, and her standard simon is a chuppah, because ben Yud Ches will chuppah. Someone who's 18 should go to chuppah. So here goes. It was a terrible scene under the diamond-shaped chuppah, when the chassan, who was already sold once as a thief, was taken to be sold again for a different theft, while the Kala's father cried because he would no longer be able to sell her off into servitude to the master who would do Yud, which only affects Harrison. Once again, some motion. It was a terrible scene under the diamond-shaped chuppah. Chuppah? That must be more daf Yud Ches. It was a terrible scene under the diamond-shaped chuppah when the chassan, who was already sold once as a thief, was taken to be sold again for a different theft, which reminds the more brings the Malchus regarding when an Evid Ivri can be sold twice. So, it was a terrible scene under the diamond-shaped chuppah when the chassan, who was already sold once as a thief, was taken to be sold again for a different theft, while the Kala's father cried because he would no longer be able to sell her off into servitude, which reminds us that Bryce discusses limitations on the father's right to sell or marry off his daughter. The Tanakhama says, A man may sell his daughter for marriage repeatedly, or sell her for servitude repeatedly, or for marriage after servitude, but cannot sell her for servitude after marriage. Other opinions are brought. So, it was a terrible scene under the diamond-shaped chuppah when the chassan, who was already sold once as a thief, was taken to be sold again for a different theft, while the Kala's father cried because he would no longer be able to sell her off into servitude to the master who would do yud, which only 
affects Erison, which reminds us, Rabbi Barabawa asked, Yud Nusun Osa or Erison Osa? Does Yud affect Nusun or only Erison? The Nafkamina are the halachas dependent on Nusun, meaning if the husband inherits her, whether he can become Tommy to bury her if he's a Kohen, and can be made for her Nadarim. Our proof is brought that Yud only affects Erison. So once again, it was a terrible scene under the diamond-shaped chuppah when the chassan, who was already sold once as a thief, was taken to be sold again for a different theft, while the Kala's father cried because he would no longer be able to sell her off into servitude to the master who would do yud, which only affects Arison. All right, so now it's time for four blah back hazara. Daf Yadal. So the simmer Daf Yadalid is a hand, and we often use a juggler. So here goes. The Yavama who is juggling diamonds juggling. That must be run Daf Yadalid. Yad. The Yavama who was juggling diamonds and received word that her Yavam died and she was permitted to the Shuk from a Kalvachomer, which reminds the Gemara brings the source of the Kinyanim of a Yavam. The Yavam's death permits her based on a Kalvachomer. If a married woman whose adultery is punishable by death becomes permitted through her husband's death, then a Yavama whose adultery is only a love should certainly become permitted with the Yavam's death. So the Yavama who was juggling diamonds and received word that her Yavam died and she was permitted to the Shuk from a Kalvachomer, decide to use the gems to be Kona and Evid with a Kenyan Kesav, which reminds the Gemara brings the Kenyanim of an Evid Ivri and the source for acquiring an Evid with money. The Torah teaches that an Ami Ivri can be redeemed by deducting time served from her original purchase price. This indicates she was originally purchased with money, proving that an Evid Ivri may be acquired with money. So the Yavama who's juggling diamonds and received word that her Yavam died and she was permitted to the Shuk from a Kalvachomer decided to use the gems to be Kona and Evid with a Kenyan Kasif and saw an Evid sold by Basin show off his board ear to a Mokra Atzmo who looked in disgust, which reminds us, Abraisa discusses four distinctions between a servant who sells himself and one sold by Basin, one of them being that a mokra atzmo enonirza, one who sells himself cannot have his ear bored to remain after completing his term. Makaru Basin nirza, but one sold by Basin can have his ear bored to remain. Rabbi disputes all the distinctions, saying that both types of servants are only sold for six years, can be nirza, receive gifts upon leaving, and can be given a shifcha kananis. Dav Tezvav, so the similar Dav Tezvav relates to Tubishvat, and we use a fruit bowl. So here goes. After the rich master presented a diamond set of fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be more in Dav Tezvav, Tubishvat. After the rich master presented a diamond set of fruit bowl full of gifts, only to the evit sold by Bastin, which reminds us, our brights in the previous Dav listed in Machok is about several differences between an evit Ivri who sold himself and one sold by Bastin. Here the Gemara explains the opinion that one who sold himself does not receive a Hanaka gifts when he goes free. The Pusik says about one sold by Bastin, Hanek Tanik Lo, you shall surely give him gifts, Lo, 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 teaching that they are only given to him and not to one who sells himself. The Gemara brings an explanation for what the other Tana Darshans from the word Lo. So, after the rich master presented a diamond set of fruit bowl full of gifts, only to the Evid sold by Bastin, three fruit bowls arrived and were given to the three different types of Evid Ivri to celebrate their freedom at Yobo, which reminds us Rabbi Yezim and Yaakov requires three psukim to teach that each type of Evid Ivri, one who sold himself, one sold by Bastin, and Anirza, go free at Yobo. So, after the rich master presented a diamond set of fruit bowl full of gifts, owing to the Evid sold by Bastin, three fruit bowls arrived and were given to the three different types of Evid Ivri to celebrate their freedom at Yovel, leaving only the Jewish slave of an idol to redeem by his rich uncle who wasn't going free. 
empty-handed, which reminds us, this Malchokas of a Jewish slave and my idolater goes free when redeemed by relatives or others. But Yossi Gui holds, it's logical he should serve others who redeem him, because if he would go free, they would hold back and not redeem him. Rabbi Kiva holds, it's logical that he should serve relatives who redeem him, because otherwise, every day he would go and sell himself to idolaters, knowing his relatives will free him. Daftezayin, so the similar Daftezayin is toes, and we often use an acrobat with large toes. So here goes. After the acrobat with large toes, acrobat with large toes, that must be more of Tezayan. After the acrobat with large toes in the diamond-studded suit was acquired as an Ebed Ivri with a star, just like an Ahmed Ivriya, which reminds us, Ula says the source that an Ebed Ivri may be acquired with a star is the Pasuk Imacheris Ikachlo, if he takes another wife, in addition to his father's Ahmed Ivriya, Ikisha Kasva Acheris. The Pasuk compares the Amma to the other ordinary wife. So just as a wife is acquired with a star, an Amma, and by extension an Ebed, is also acquired with a star. Rav Alchabar Yaakov provides a second Russia. So, after the acrobat with large toes in the diamond-studded suit was acquired as an Ebed Ivri, with a star, just like an Ami Ivri, uh, he was shocked to discover that his master owned his entire body, which reminds us, Robert teaches that an Ebed Ivri's body is owned by the master during his term, and therefore, the master who forgives the remainder of what the slave owes him, the remainder is not forgiven because the master's partial ownership of the Ebed Ivri cannot be forgiven. So, after the acrobat with large toes in the diamond-studded suit was acquired as an Ebed Ivri, with a star, just like an Ami Ivri, uh, he was shocked to discover that his master owned his entire body, and that the Ami Ivri didn't go free upon her father's death, which reminds us, Ravamra quotes a Bryce which lists the servants who receive Hanaka gifts as one who goes out at the end of six years at Yovo with the master's death and an Ami Ivri through Simanim. But he doesn't list the father's death. This proves conclusively that an Ami Ivri does not go free with the father's death. Daf Yud Zayn. So the similar Daf Yud Zayn is a used car. So here goes. The freed Evid Ivri who went enthusiastically to buy a used car. Used car? That must mean we're on Daf Yud Zion. The freed Evid Ivri, who went enthusiastically to buy a used car with the 15 slime of gifts he received for his Hanaka, which reminds us there's a three way Makos regarding how much an Evid Ivri receives for Hanaka, whether it's 15, 30, or 50 slime. So the freed Evid Ivri, who went enthusiastically to buy a used car with the 15 slime of gifts he received for his Hanaka, from the Evid Ivri working for his late master's son, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce that Evid Ivri over as a ben and over as a bus. And Evid Ivri serves a master's son, but not the daughter if there's no son. Anami Ivri, a Nirza, and one sold to an idolater do not even serve their master's sons. Concerning the first law, Bryce said, Darshan's a Pasik, and he shall serve you six years, implying he shall serve you, the master, but not the heir of the master, referring to a brother or daughter. Nevertheless, he serves the son because the Pasik says, he shall serve six years without specifying you. The Gemara goes on to explain that a son is presumed to be a more direct substitute of the father than a brother because a son stands in his father's place for you to marry his father's Amr Ivriya, and for Steyachuza, he can redeem ancestral land. The father was Makdish before Yovel. So the freed Evid Ivri, who went enthusiastically to buy a used car with the 15 slime of gifts he received for his Anaka, from the Evid Ivri working for his late master's son, saw a gear drive off with a car he bought with monies inherited rabbinically from his father, leaving his brother the idolater behind, holding his late father's idols. Which reminds us, brings a mission discussing a gear and idolater who are brothers who inherit their father's possessions, and among them are idols or other goods which are prohibited in benefit. The gear can offer the idolater to take all the idols, and he'll take 
money instead. He could not make this exchange after the idols come into his domain. This proves that Agar does not inherit his father biblically because otherwise he could not offer the above exchange trading idols he legally owns for other goods. Rather, he only inherits rabbinically Shemiyaksuru Asuru, lest he return to his former ways to receive the inheritance. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff learned in Amma Ivri does not go free upon her father's death? That's on Duff. Tezain. Good number two. Which stuff to be learned that Yud only affects Erison, not Nisuin? That's on Duff. Yud has. Good number three. Which stuff to be the case where Agar and an idolater inherit their late father, and we learn that Agar only inherits rabbinically? That's on Duff. Yudzain. Good number four. Which stuff to be learned that one cannot sell off his daughter after marriage into servitude? That's on Duff. Yud has. Good number five. Which stuff is more being the pussy for the opinion that only a mochru of basin receives gifts, not a mochru atzmo? That's on Dov. Tezbav. Good number six. Which stuff is the question whether a man can be mechanish a woman with an item he stole from her? That's on Dov. Yud Gimel. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have a three with milk regarding how much an evid evi receives for his ahanaka? That's on Dov. Yudzain. Good number eight. Which stuff are three different psukim brought to teach that the three different types of Evid Ivri go free at Yovel? That's on Dov. Tezbav. Good number nine. Which of the Evid Ivri serves his late master's sons, but not his daughter nor brother? That's on Dov. Yudzain. Good at number ten. Which stuff do we have when an Evid Ivri can be sold twice? That's on Dov. Yodchas. Excellent. That comes today's share. This is Rabbi Yavram Goldharvam Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.